So, you're looking for something different. Well, you found it. Right here with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels. Pushing boundaries on the solopreneur journey, where we're all about learning to build beyond just business. Let's get it. Hey, it's so nice to be with you today on the solopreneur journey. I'm Jewel Daniels, head of Daniels Communications Global, a leadership development firm that specializes in executive coaching, cultural competency, and of course, developing the best in you. I'm also the author of four books with my latest being Three Sides of Every Crisis. It's a really important book that talks about how do you find opportunities in the midst of a crisis by learning to adjust your perspective and to pivot. And that's what we're going to dive into here on the Solopreneur Journey. This show is all about reaching out to those who are single, shingle, one-person enterprises that are starting at the starting line, but are running the race towards something spectacular. That's why we say it's all about building beyond just business, because building a business, being a solopreneur, transitioning to an entrepreneur, and becoming a business owner means that you have to practice everything from being a good leader, to understanding how to collaborate, price your goods and services, and even practicing excellent emotional intelligence. So that sounds like a lot. It's going to be so good. So this is what we do. We invite entrepreneurs to come on our show to share their stories, to talk about how they're getting through this crisis. And then we also invite those who are doing exceptionally well, who have built their businesses from being a solopreneur to something extraordinary that can benefit you. So come on, take the ride. Here we go. Welcome Ms. Jean Cox Turner to the Solopreneur Journey podcast coming in from Atlanta, Georgia. It's so nice to have you with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. How are you today? I I am doing well, particularly because I have spent a lot of time interviewing guests, but today I'm interviewing someone who I know so intimately and we've had a long friendship. So this is different because I've watched your journey uh, I know how passionate you are, how hard charging you are. So to be able to sit in the seat to tell or have you tell your story with me is nice. <laughs> wow. Wow. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And indeed, it is quite a ride. Let me tell you, as you know, even before you know, the last few years, we've we've seen some things. (laughs) I've seen some things. So I was preparing for this interview and I said, okay, I've got to stay focused because there's so much, there's such richness to your life. So my focus is going to be on the solopreneur journey. Uh, We started this podcast really because of you, which makes this even more interesting. Right. Yeah, it makes it even more interesting. Whatever I said, whatever I said, I didn't realize what I was, that it would, you know, morph into your podcast journey. So congratulations, first of all. Oh, thank you. So I'll let our listeners know, after writing my book, Three Sides of Every Crisis, and talking with Jean, who had read the book, 
And she was sharing with me about how she found some things in the book that were helpful. And I shared with her that I also had this other book that spoke to the solopreneur journey. And she had entered into this space of being an entrepreneur and being one of those single shingle business um, owners and said how it would be good if I focused some of my attention on solopreneurs. And I thought about that because in a time of crisis, particularly innovation just explodes. And I started getting more inquiries when I actually put the question out there. And that's what led to my decision to start this podcast. And what better way to kick it off than with the person who was the inspiration behind the podcast? <laughs> wow. Wow. And well, you're I, you know, I'm honored. I'm grateful. I just... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and your story is such a good one, Jean. So what I like to delve into, I often ask people the question, when it comes to entrepreneurship, did it find you or did you find it? That's a good question. Um, it actually found me. And so you know, in the beginning of 2018, January of 2018, December 2017, January 2018, I had just finished a, a, a certification course as a health coach because I wanted to add, you know, some more value to my 33-year nursing career. And I've always been passionate about health and wellness. And so at that time, I would have to say I found it, right? Because... I just just got the certification. I was really gung-ho about helping people because I lived a very healthy lifestyle, never been sick, you know, sick as in sick and in the hospital and those types of things, was on no medication at over 50-something years old. So I was like, yeah, let me let me just go ahead and go full throttle, right? And then I had to, I had a health challenge that forced me to have to terminate that business that I had started then because I didn't have the energy. And so now as I rebrand and rebuild, I have to say that it found me because the transformation of what was to what is now is, is even blowing my mind. I had no idea that it would turn into an enterprise because that's the word I heard in my spirit, spirit of a warrior life enterprises, which which yeah. is really comprised of several different things. So, Because I remember the days of when you wrote your first book, it's, uh, it's a time to testify, right? Yeah, right. that you, was back in 2001. Yes. So it's funny when it comes to entrepreneurship, sometimes people don't even realize that the seeds are being planted. And because you don't see the full blossom of those seeds that are planted, you're not even aware of it. But perhaps that's where the first seed might have germinated, so to speak, and just was tilling in the soil. Wow. And that's a, it's, it's very interesting the way that you put that, because recently, um, you know, something that dropped in my spirit just recently one morning about how one one waters, one plants, one waters. And even with a seed, right, that, that, that the seed is planted, but it may not grow overnight. It has to be watered. Right. 
and it may take some time to actually see the growth of that seed that was planted. It may take watering over time. And that's exactly right. And the other analogy I think about is, as you know, we are both New York girls. So people hear our accent, um, it shows up. You know, New York girls that found their way in the South, which was interesting for both of us. <laughs> Who would have thought it, right? Who would have thought it? <laughs> Who would have thought that journey? And when I think about the soil, I, I've come to realize since moving here to Jamaica some eight years ago, sometimes the soil also, it's not soil, it's, do, it's dirt. And what I mean by that is, if I took the same seed and dropped it in the United States, in the area that I was living, perhaps, it would not bear fruit because the soil and the content was, it just wasn't ready for it. But anything I drop here in Jamaica, I mean, I dropped a seed one time in the crack of my driveway and a watermelon came from that with no effort whatsoever because the soil was ready. So it made me think about your journey that now the soil was there versus the dirt. <laughs> wow, and now the soil is right. It's ready to produce. It's yeah. ready to produce the fruit or, or whatever it is it's going to produce, you know, whatever the creator would have it to produce is ready. Uh, wow, <laughs> now see, you going a whole nother, we flowing now, I love it. I, you would be so proud of me because I'm learning to not be as rigid, right? And, and so I'm learning to flow and you are really flowing now because I'm just like, look, like, you know, based on what we discussed, I'm like. But that's the way I see the manifestation of the spirit of a warrior brand. So it's this umbrella that houses the different parts of what has happened as a result of you planting seed in, in fertile soil, and now they manifest. So let's talk about the fact that you have written a couple books, a journal, you've got some things going on. Tell, tell us when, well, what was your first big project? Well, it goes back to 2001 with a time to testify, and who knew that, uh, 17 years later, right, going through a health challenge, right, that it would drop in my spirit these words, the spirit of a warrior. And at the time, I just happened to have been journaling my journey as I was walking through my health challenge, you know, and little did I know it would become a book to be written in my journal over the nine months that I was going through uh, the chemotherapy treatments. I had no idea. I just heard in my spirit one night, the spirit of a warrior. And I remember popping up out of my like jumping up out of my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was just journaling. I, that's all I was doing, journaling my experience. Wow. And so that more from the spirit of a warrior, Gene's self-care journey through chemotherapy to his story, her story, God's glory, which I co-authored with my husband which is the sequel to Spirit of a Warrior. And also, guess what? 
the remix of A Time to Testify has been updated. I call it A Time to Testify, the remix. Wow. And so, right. And then on top of that, you know, I was given the vision to write several mini workbooks, self-care journals to accompany the health and the health and wellness education programs that my my company offers. Oh wow. All of that in the nine months that I was going through chemotherapy treatment. See that's why I say so much innovation comes by way of a crisis. And sometimes it's because it's forced upon you. Sometimes it's because you're placed in a season in which your focus shifts and your attention is placed so that this can can make make space for itself. The fact that you were able to co-author a book with your husband, let me say I love that title. That title, it gives me chills. Mm. It gives me chills. So when you were walking through the journey of your health challenge, uh, when did your husband and when did you and your husband decide and why did you all decide to write that piece? So I just woke up one morning again. I hear things in my sleep. I hear things in my spirit. Right. And I asked him if he wouldn't mind just writing everything that transpired from his purview. And he agreed to do it. And he actually got it to me really, really fast, like maybe two weeks later. And so I then went on and wrote what I knew what had happened to me um, during that hospitalization. And then um, he didn't know it was going to be a book. I kept that as a surprise. So when I did the virtual book launch this past May, May of 2020 this year, I introduced it to him and presented it to him online during the virtual book launch. But it was already dropped in my spirit. Our creator already dropped it in my spirit to do it. Mm -hmm. So he was surprised with everyone else who was tuned into the virtual book launch. That's incredible. What a way to do a book launch. What a way to do a book launch and to have that connection with your husband. What has that meant for your journey as a solopreneur to have him be part of your your foundation and to be part of creating something that comes under your spirit of a warrior brand? I mean, phenomenal because this was the first, you know, because being active duty military and traveling around the world and always being involved in everything that that entails. And for the longest, you know, we, he was, I was a, um, I was a, bachelorette and he was a bachelor even though we're married you know that military life a lot of times you're living in two different locations so this was the first project that we have done of this magnitude and we've been together for 24 years married for 22 in january but yeah like that type of product because my husband's not even in there you know he's a retired military man like whoa, whoa. so yeah. it was totally something new to him um so it was it's phenomenal and to introduce him into a world to where he was not privy to or 
I just didn't think he would, he never thought he'd be an author. Yeah. So, yeah, phenomenal. And you know him, he always let me do my thing, support what I do. Yes. But, oh. yeah. Listen, this may not have to do directly with you as a solopreneur, but it does deal with you intimately. You have one of the most supportive partners that I know. And that is such a blessing. And he's supportive of you as you are supportive of him. And that partnership is such a tremendous example of what love is. So let me, let me say that about the two of you. Thank you so much. And an example of what love and marriage yeah. is supposed to, has been ordained to be like. Absolutely. And just like being building a business, you know, marriage is like building a business, meaning that it always has these peaks and valleys, these ebbs and flows. And that's wow. one of the important things I think solopreneurs have to come to um, understand yeah. Because you have a great idea and you know that people can benefit from that idea and you get this energy and passion around it and you give it to the world and it doesn't return to you the response perhaps that you're looking for in its immediacy. How have you dealt with that? Wow, that's a good question because <laughs> it seems when you're first starting out, and like I, I really am, like I've really started to go full steam ahead with rebrand, with brand, re rebranding and rebuilding, um, and it it can be discouraging. But I'm learning because I'm learning as I go through the process. I'm learning to that sometimes you just got to take a step back. Sometimes you just got to take a step back, be still, and just listen listen for me and, and whatever it is for you and, and for who will listen to this this podcast for me i had to, i have to take a step back and lean more into my spirituality to get instruction and direction because i'm learning that when i take a step back and lean into that which gives me strength and where i find clarity from then I'm able to rethink some things or just listen for that still small voice and then I can move ahead. But it gets very discouraging. Like even now, I'm like, I'm doing all this work. I'm putting in this time and money, you know, the resources that you put into yes. it. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting to see the fruit, the manifestation, like where, but you know, I'm learning that all things in its proper time and its proper season so however that is for you, uh, you have to lean into that. And sometimes it just takes being able to just step back for a moment. And you know how I get. People <laughs> think I'm very extroverted. I'm not extroverted, I'm very introverted. And you yeah. might not hear from me for days, weeks, or months. I will step back and I will separate myself, isolate, because I need to focus and hear what I need to hear, do what I got to do. You yeah. know how I do. Yeah. And that's a very valuable point for people who are starting in business. And it can be difficult when it's just you. And that's why the solopreneur journey is, is titled the way it is, because you, you're walking that journey alone in the sense that you are carrying the vision for what it is that you want to see unfold. And there may be people who come along the way, but you're the carrier. You birthing it. You a midwife. 
don't care if you're a man right now, you're a midwife and you birthing that baby that you have the vision for. Yes. Ooh, and them labor pains Ooh. are tough. They are plenty Girl. tough along Girl. the journey. And it keeps, to me, it's the cycle of what we talked about when we started this conversation about planting the seed. Because the seed gets planted for your idea. And when it's in fertile soil, it, it, it germinates and it, and it buds and you see it and then you, you, you start creating it and you bring it forward. And so now that you brought it forward, you have planted that in another environment. So the seed first was for you and your idea and your vision. And so now you bring, you, you've given birth to your idea and your vision. And now you're planting that in the universe, waiting for that seed to germinate. And that does become a bit challenging for solopreneurs. But one thing that I see that you have done very smartly is you found partners. And solopreneurs don't understand that while it's you alone, you've got to collaborate. So I see you have designers and others. Tell me about how you decided to do that and how you found them. Well, first of all, I learned from the first time around back in 2018 before I terminated that business. And a lot of that, of course, was due to the fact I was still working full time. I was still active yeah. duty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And really didn't have the time to invest, right? because we know resources more than just monetary, it's time as well. Say and that. so I learned uh, from the first go round and I was like, I can't do everything myself. I've got, to, yes, you know, you try to learn and glean what you can on your own, but look, none of us are robots and none of us are an island. There are times you've got to reach out to the SMEs, the subject matter experts, the SMEs, right? I know good and darn well, I'm not a graphic designer. I know good and darn well, my, my degrees are not in business and marketing. I am a registered nurse who has a master's in healthcare management. So how do I look trying to be marketing? That's not my lane. That's not what I was gifted to do. Mm. And so we're not an island. We're not an island. We have to know the talents and gifts that we've been blessed with. And we need to, you know, seek direction and seek out those who can contribute their talents and giftings to help us to do and carry out the vision. I'm so, that is so. so powerful. And I... I don't know if you remember this or if you were there, there, there was some time ago because we, we used to attend the same church some years ago. And I remember there was a visiting pastor. Can't, I can never remember the gentleman's name, but I remember he said, the lesson will continue to be taught until it is learned. So along this entrepreneur journey, like you said, you learn from the first time. I've been there too. I, I learned how to course correct and solopreneurs, entrepreneurs have to understand that that is part of the journey. You're going to make some mistakes. You'll have some false starts, but it's like anything in life. Sometimes you have to learn by way of that lesson and you get it better. You get better at it when you continue. So what has been the driver that has caused you to not give up? Well, I... I... <laughs> Honestly, you know, I, I, let me say this. 
you, we don't know how resilient we are until resilience is one of our only options. Ooh. And so I learned a lot during my health challenge. Good. That spirit of a warrior, that fighting spirit that's in me that I never knew was in me. You know, I thought, I, I, you know, we from New York, so I, you know, we, we fighters anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, that, that, that right there alone, you know, I, I took what was in me. I had to dig deep within me, right? Back to the New York days, back to that fighting spirit in me and, and, and just be like, look, you know, you done been through this health challenge. It was not in vain. There is a message that you are to get out. There are people that you have to reach because for me, it's not just business, it's also ministry. And so I can't separate the two. So, and, and truly, honestly, if the truth be told, um, I have gone full steam ahead since the health challenge. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, my retirement, my recent retirement from, from the army. And, you know, the fact that I want to have, I desire for me and my family to have multiple streams of income. Because if one thing I've learned from this pandemic and then in reading your book, um, we cannot rely solely on a job or a career. You can't. Re- you cannot solely rely on yourself. You just got the. You just have to rely. You have to rely on a hot. You, you. I rely on God. I'm just gonna say that. Who I rely on. I have to fall back on my spirituality. And we have to step out and just do whatever it is that, you know, is, is placed in our hearts to do that vision, that dream, you know, and so, and do it with our whole heart, do it wholeheartedly. And I love that you said that. And I'm glad that you spoke the word of God because both of us are strong women of faith. So even when I was writing my book, it's a funny thing, this, this entrepreneurship, <laughs> because so many things continue to reveal themselves over time. And when you talk about things happening in a season, I had been asking, what is my next book? What is my next book? Waiting for years, a big gap for it to come. And in this season of crisis, I had the time, I had the focus, and he revealed the vision for what the book needed to be. I kept asking, I want to write about all kinds of things, but until he says, you can, you can do it. You can do it. It's going to be wasted time. <laughs> and money and other resources. So you might as well be obedient and listen to what he says. And like you said, you had to step back. You had to go inside yourself, listen and trust yourself. And that's something that is a critical piece of being a solopreneur is trusting yourself. And that's why I write about, you can't depend on any institution. The best bet you can make is on you and you betting on God. And that combination will see you through it because no matter how long you in a job, whether it be government service or private industry, somebody gets to say how long you stay. Hello, that's right. That's right. Because check it out. It wasn't my desire to go ahead and retire. Remember. Last month. 
I remember. I was supposed to play Goldberg Colonel. Yeah. That was my next race. It was, I was going to do another three, four years. I remember. So that wasn't my desire. Yeah. But look, look, it. Look what it so, revealed. You know, look what it's, it it's the season. It's the it, seasons. It, it was is. not the season for your book, for your next book until when it was released. It wasn't the season for though. And look, I, it, what was it? What is that? 17 years since my last book. And then I end up writing two books, remaking the other book, the original A Time to Testify. And I've written five mini workbook journals. And then and I'm incredible. talking about in that span of them nine months between between September 2018 and May of 2019. Well, no, 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 no. September 2018 through March of 20 of this year, because his story, her story, God's glory. Yeah, just finished yeah. March of this year. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that is the best example of sometimes, you know, you start one way and you release the thing and people are looking at trying to measure, you know, because that's the way we all have been taught is the measuring stick and we're measuring it against what we see other people do. And that can be dangerous. You know, when it comes to business, you should always know about your competition because you want to learn from what they do. You want to understand what kind of market you're going into. You want to know what makes sense. But to measure what is uniquely designed for you to give, that one book in 2001 and this season of two years, what has now manifested is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. So what has been your biggest misconception coming into running a business? Time. It involved, my biggest misconception involved time because I had no idea the first go round about the amount of time and consistency, time mm. and consistency that it takes in building a brand and building a business. I had no idea. And so when I think back to the first time, the first attempt at business, again, I was still on active duty, full time, 24 seven, who are, who are soldier, right? <laughs> So yeah. it was more like uh, 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 every now and then side hustle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's the truth it's of true. it. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of it. Yeah. You know. That's very true. And yeah, I wasn't thinking about ministry side of it because anybody in healthcare, I know me as a nurse, right? I believe it's a calling whatever you are destined to do whatever you said it's a calling and you have to look at it like that and so i didn't see it then as a calling you know how what i've been gifted to do and set on this earth to do as a calling this is what i'm here to do and so i i didn't i did not for the life of me um weigh the cost of the time and consistency consistency is key now that i'm retired every day i'm doing something regarding business regarding my ministry every day i'm doing something i'm so glad you said that because one of the major misconceptions people have about starting a business is i own my time i don't work for anyone else i can 
spend less time than I do. I'm already putting in 40 hours. Well, when you own that baby, 40 hours is a blink. That ain't nothing. <laughs> because it's, it becomes organically a part of who you are. So even when you're going to the grocery store, something triggers, something you see will trigger something, a thought about your brand, a concept about what you can do, who you should have called. So it just organically becomes a part of the DNA of how you operate. Did you, do you feel that way? Yeah, I like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like now, I am constantly thinking podcast, coaching sessions, education programs, how I can get it out there better, particularly with the podcast, because that's every week I've got to be prepared for that. Who's going to be my guest on the show? And that, like, you know, the planner in me, like some things you can flow with, but I plan a month out who is going to be on my podcast the following month for those four, four Thursdays the following month. Like I'm already in that mode. And it's funny because just the other day, and I don't know if you had an opportunity to go to my Fit Foxy 50 Beyond social media page on Facebook, where I did the virtual celebration of life, my virtual birthday celebration. Yeah. Yeah. So now it popped up, man, I should do that for my Sunday self-care sessions. You know, incorporate <laughs> some music in there, you know, and, Look. Yes. So we are locked down, right? In the midst of a pandemic. And people really want something to do and something to take their minds off of that. And so when I presented it to uh, my girl Shay, she was like, that's what I was going to tell you to do because we all had such a good time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was virtual. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's funny what I hear and I see in you is two things. One, the skills you acquired from being in the military, that discipline, that order, that focus, that time management, all of that have been useful to starting your business. And two, now you're being stretched and you're using your New York style, your excitement, the music, and all those things come together to build a brand. Oh, it's funny you should say that word stretched. Oh my goodness. You know how many times I have heard that from spiritual leaders stretch that word? Oh my God. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Just flow. Just flow with it. <laughs> but you're right. Because to me, the podcast was stretching me. I'm like, ah. like I never would have thought in a million years. But when I heard God tell me in my sleep, I heard Spirit of a Warrior Life of the book. And then probably about two months ago, I heard Spirit of a Warrior Life Enterprise for my business and my brand. I did not know all of that was going to fall up under that umbrella. The, the educational programs, the one-on-one -on -one health coaching, the books, the podcast, Health Chat with Coach Gene. You wouldn't have told me in a million years I'd be a podcaster. I've been wanting to. And you know, when I was going through my health challenge, I was thinking, wow, it would be nice to be, you know, have a podcast about what I do. But I didn't have no idea that that was going to manifest, like none. What an incredible journey yeah. that you have been on. And it's the, I, that's why I wanted to talk to you, because I think you really are the best example of solopreneurship, how you transition from a full-time job, not just a full-time job like some people have in pra private practice, but... You were an army soldier, 
a nurse who was in the on the front line overseas in foreign countries helping to save lives keep people healthy bring them back home transition to the united states working inside a very different environment had a health challenge talk about battle and the comeback the spirit of a warrior and now you've built this enterprise so it's a it's the perfect example of how people can come into entrepreneurship as a solopreneur and the direction can be different some people start off with the umbrella and then build the pieces you built the pieces and then put the umbrella on it wow that is yeah that's a that's spot on there and, and without without even realizing it like without even realizing it but again when you step back and you listen for that still small voice and listen for the divine instructions and the way to go because wow yeah it'll blow your mind like even now you know during our, our discussion it's blowing my mind because <laughs> i'm thinking i'm seriously like i'm i'm hearing you and i'm thinking my god <laughs> you're seeing it yeah. i'm seeing it when you're working in it it's hard to see it and i think that's on purpose because for some people if you see it as you work in it it'll scare you it can scare you and sometimes people allow the fear to stop them and they never realize their full potential I don't even talk about people realizing their dreams anymore, right? Because it's a dream. Mm -hmm. What's really important is realizing your full potential and using your gifts in the design in which it was meant to be so that it feeds and fuels you wow. and serves others. Yes. And that's yes. exactly what you're it's doing. It's tapping into that potential. Yeah. Right. And in this process now, what has been the most challenging thing for you, Gene, in running a business? What has been the greatest challenge? I, you know, honestly, a lot of it has to do with my lack of skill. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's my lack of skills, because like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not a marketing person. Like you can't, it's hard to go from strictly nursing or being a healthcare professional and providing care, right? And providing health education. Like at first, all I wanted to do, I just want to bring awareness. I just want to educate. I just want to inspire. I just want to teach, you know? And so the, yeah, the most challenging thing is making that transition that 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 shift if you will mm. from that and you're really not shifting to like what i do i really haven't shifted totally or made a full transition is taking my skills and talents and my experiences and just i guess you could say shifting them in a new direction so to yes. speak so yep. i don't know the business i'm still learning the business aspect of what I do and what I've been doing for 33 years. <laughs> so that's the most challenging piece, I believe, is now I, I got the health, the healthcare side down. I've been a healthcare professional for 33 plus years. It's incorporating that from a business with the business side of it. Yeah. It's, it's my most challenging. It's been most challenging for me. And 
still maintaining what the overall purpose of what mm -hmm. I'm doing is because yes, it is ministry. It's not just business. It's not just entrepreneurship. It's not just being a nurse and a, a health coach and it's, it's, it's ministry. And yeah. so I'm also finding it challenging to, cause when it comes to charging and sending out them nice little invoices, you know, and because I have a giving spirit, I'm a giver by nature, you know, mm, yeah, that becomes kind of challenging too, because as much as I want to help people, look, I, this is a business you and you bills. ain't going to Macy's and nowhere talking about a discount or what you can get for free. No, I recently in the last month learned, no, I learned to say no. Um, I, I offer that in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I offer that question to answer that question you're asking me in one of my educational programs. If you want free information, then tune into my Sunday self-care sessions or listen to Health Chat with Coach Sheen podcast. Very nice. Catch one of my, my little videos I do every now and then. But other than that, no. So, mm -mm. But that's a great example of... You know, when it comes to the, the, the answers, yes and no, it's, it's, it has two faces. The yes is saying yes to your gifts, your talents, and the fact that you have the opportunity to do this. And the no, so that's the yes facing yourself. The no faces others who will try to take advantage of you or ask you for those discounts. And I will be honest, I've been doing leadership development for over 20 years. And no was hard for me as well. No was hard for me when it came to, because you have a giving spirit and that's probably what links, one of the many things that links us as friends and as you know, women business owners is that you want to give, but if you give out everything, then your bucket is empty. You won't have anything else to give. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> You will be empty. So what I learned when it came to the money piece, and I do it to this day, I had to separate myself from the money. And what I mean by that is I had to have somebody else. It started off as my cousin. I gave her the responsibility to chase the money, to do the invoicing, to do the follow-up. And, and that was because I was often in the presence of my clients. So I do leadership development training. So I'm going wow. on site and I'm seeing the same client because I'm still doing the work and I know they wow. haven't paid. And some of them would say stuff like, oh, Jewel, we're working on that invoice. Don't, 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 you know, worry about it. And I had to teach myself to say, oh, okay, well, Angela, Tarika, whoever was responsible for it at that time, I'm sure they're on top of it, you know? And, and I actually told one of my clients, I don't, chase the money of this because then it causes me to lose my focus and how well I can do my job. So whatever's happening with the money, let who, you know, my contact in my office will be there with you. Now make no mistake. I was on top of my money. It's just that I couldn't right. get into that conversation with the client because it became uneasy. So let somebody else chase the money for you. Yeah. Is what I learned. Yeah, and that's good. Separate myself, you know, and for other solopreneurs, separate yourself from the money. Yeah, the money. but it's, it's like you said, 
It's not like you don't know what time it is. Right. Yes. You know what time it is and you don't know it all. Of course, of course right. you do. Of course you do. And I remember when I'm, my company was in the States and I remember one time there was a young lady working at the front desk and we got a check-in from one of our clients and it was a nice size check and she could not believe, wow, look at this check, Miss Jewel. I didn't know that we were doing this well. I said, honey, go ahead and give me that check so I could go into the bank because I got bills waiting on that check. (laughs) Because people have misconceptions about what you're bringing in because nobody's looking at what you have to put out. And that's a reality for solopreneurs and all businesses. That's right. And unfortunately, it takes money to make money. So, you know, someone had posted something on social media. I just saw it early uh, um, this week. It said billionaires have spent millions to be billionaires. Oh, that's good. Millionaires have spent thousands to reach millionaire status. Wow. So in other words, you're going to have to spend, you want to spend something in order to, you got to spend money to make money. Yes. Yes, a- absolutely. It, it, and it, when you're small and you're starting it out, it is. <laughs> it's a reality. And it depends, depending on what type of business you have also will influence where you get your money from. So if you're, small and you know a solopreneur especially if you have a service driven company my my best examples have been to try to use what you have available to you before you start mm-hmm. borrowing from banks and and, and lenders right. because it takes time right to right. turn on it and you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you have big loans um, and you're hanging on the hope that the revenues will come in, that could be a tricky. So is that what you did? Did you try to use most of your revenue first to start your business? I use it out. I have not. I've refused to take out loans or none of that. I, you know, I've been blessed to where I have, uh, I'm good. My family's good. You know, that I can invest a little something, something without having to go the loan route, you know. Um, and then I'm learning to use, you know, Social media has been huge with getting my brand out, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And all for like $10 to run a five-day ad or something. So especially with the podcast, yes. Yeah. So no, Mm-mm. and I'm not going to go that route because I don't have to go that route because I know who I am and whose I am. I, I'm, not, I'm not going that route. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Yes. Oh. I love that because I think this is a different season. When we were younger, I remember people always saying, use somebody else's money. And that personally, that always scared me, meaning go to the bank and get a loan. Because I I would say to myself, well, suppose I don't make what I need to make. And one thing about the banks, you don't pay them, they're coming. And I couldn't sleep at night (laughs) with that thought in my head. But now there's so many other options available, like you mentioned, social media, the ads on Facebook that you can run on LinkedIn, YouTube, and it's at a price where you can enter the market. You know, it's it's price prohibitive. It's no longer price prohibitive. You know, you can do things in small bites. Right. But again, it takes that consistency. Like every day I've got to be 
doing something yeah. to promote every day, even if it's just a, yeah. a new Facebook ad, but you gotta be doing something. That's yeah. that's one of the things lessons I've learned. I gotta be doing something. And because I was wondering how you were doing during this pandemic, but you answered the question is that you always are working on your brand and you're consistently tweaking what you're doing and adding elements to strengthen your brand so that it appeals to different markets. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay. So Health Chat with Coach Jean originally started as a 10-minute segment on someone else's radio show. And so after about a year doing a 10-minute segment on someone else's radio show, the producer um, contacted me, said I was really hoping to get a show like yours, you know, on the air. And, you know, we talked and would you be interested in, you know, I had to pray about it. And you know me, with one thing, we, we're loyal, right? So the person who gave me yeah, the opportunity to be on their show, you know, I wanted to talk with them, let them know what's going on, let them know I was praying about it and just see where, you know, I would be led to go. And yeah, I felt that I was being led to go ahead and do it. And so I had that discussion with them. They gave me their blessings and the rest is history. June, the first Thursday in June this year was the first episode and now I'm pushing episode 20. I'm out, think of, so I just had episode 16 this past week, so. Congratulations. Congratulations. And where can we listen to the podcast? So it's Health Chat with Coach Jean. It's on every Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It can be found on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and now it is um, on Prey.com, which is the third largest app in the world. Mm. Now that's is a time to testify. <laughs> Look, who would have thought it? Oh, I mean, he knew, but yes. yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm really in awe. There's a lot to be in awe about, you know, and that's why I think I know your journey is a great example of what solopreneurs go through and you're still a part you know you're still in that season of growth and that's what people have to understand whether you are a solopreneur or you could be a large enterprise this crisis has shown us how large companies that make millions of dollars crumbled in a matter of days right so everyone has yeah. this journey so being smart about how you engage your public being ethical. I love the example of how you spoke to the person because that person gave you the opportunity. And it's funny when you said, you know, we're loyal. I think that's also something that you just learned being a New Yorker. Loyalty is important. <laughs> and even when you have to oh, take oh, Yeah. <laughs> There's consequences you know? for not loyal in New York, let me tell you. It, it is, you know, and it, it's, there are consequences. And in business, there are consequences because what people don't realize, you don't have to create an enemy. It's all in how you do the dance of massaging that relationships. You know, relationships are the new currency of business. So the fact that you went and had the conversation, the person has to be understanding that you've got to take your 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 chance 
You know, you were riding in one lane and now you need to take your, your independent lane just as they once did. And when you do it that way, decency and order, ethics, loyalty. Come on. You, you land on. On, the, on the station that's the fourth largest in the world. That's what happened. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you, did you, you know, you know that, 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 that the congregation we used to be a part of. What did, what did he always say? If you do it right. right. God will bless God it will right. Bless right. Thank you, ML Jackson over there. Yes. Yeah. That, that's yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yes. Yes, he did say right. Yes, he carried that with yes. us all these years. That's why it's so beautiful yes. to have this conversation with you. Because often when you're interviewing people, sometimes you don't know them intimately. Right. I know you intimately. Right. I know your journey intimately. I've been a part of it. I've been distanced from it because yes. of, you know, just time and, and distance does that kind of thing to you. But I've never been away Life. from it. Life. It's right. Nice. And life just happens and we get caught up in life and what's going on. You know, I mean, life happens, yeah. you know, we all get caught up. Yeah. And I thank uh, you so yeah. much, Jean, because I wanted my listeners to also see that this, meaning the relationships within your circle also help to sustain you as an entrepreneur. You gotta have strong relationships and mentors. Yes, most, oh, most definitely. And let me tell you, you know, uh, we've known each, oh my God, it's been about so over 20 years now since we've known each other. Uh, back in the days, back in Savannah, GA, with um, Black, Black Business Professional and Entrepreneurist Conference. Yes. 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 And um, I've watched you. I've watched how you do business. I've seen your business. Like to me, it's just always been growing, 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 going up, 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 up. I, if you've had any challenges, I don't know about it. Oh, I've had. But um, and how you were able to just move and maneuver, you know, even with you know transitioning into a new life in Jamaica has been just just phenomenal, just phenomenal. So, yeah. So you're one of my mentors. I mean, you know, this transition from Army and, you know, continuing as my as a healthcare professional, but now knowing that I have people like you as mentors in business, mm -hmm. you know, that I can continue to watch and, you know, um, lean on and, and just glean from, glean yeah. from, you know, um, it's amazing. So God always puts the right people in your path. And I'm very grateful for our, I think it's been probably about 21 years now. Uh, it's amazing. Our friendship, our sisterhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am thankful Absolutely. for it as well. I, I truly, truly am because that's the village. Huh. You know, maybe it takes some time of growing and maturing and getting that wisdom that you, that you realize it, the, how important your village is in your, not just your growth, but your sustainability. <laughs> Cause you can grow in your business, but your business doesn't always love you back the way your friends and your family will. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because that's a good point because growth and then there's sustainability because a lot of the businesses have grown, 
But even now, in the midst of this pandemic, are they sustaining? Have they sustained the test of time? Yeah. So that's a very, very, very interesting point that you bring up. Growth is one thing, but sustainability is totally something else. And you have represented all of that um, from your journey as a army officer, which was incredible to be a woman who has grown through the ranks in the way that you did, not just as an army officer, but you were also an army wife, the mother of three sons. You know, you've got grandchildren. You play so many roles, you, you wear so many hats, you know, from the cap that you put on because you are running a race, because I know you used to be a runner that you love so much running, to when you had to put your Kevlar on and your hard hat. That's, to me, the best representation of the spirit of a warrior. So I thank you so much, Jean, for having this conversation with me, for sharing this with our listeners. Please tell them some more about where they can follow you and find you. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me on, on the show. I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I hate that it's coming to an end. But um, again, I am Jean Turner, registered nurse, certified health coach. Uh, I can be found at www.spiritofawarrior.life. You can go there, find out more about me, my journey, my story, find out more about the podcast. Um, go ahead and find out and, and purchase the books, the self-care journals. And, and look, you know, we all have challenges in our life. And if you are going through some type of challenge with your health, or even if you just want to maintain prevention and continue to live your best life, which can only be living your best life if you're healthy and strong, hey, drop me a line, get, leave your information in the contact um, box on my homepage, and um, contact me and reach out. And again, that's www.spiritofawarrior.life. Thank you so much, Jean, for being a part of the Solopreneur Journey podcast, where we try to bring tips, testimonies, and triumphs to those who are listening, those who have embarked upon this journey of knowing what it feels like to be an entrepreneur, what it looks like to be an entrepreneur, and how it is to live this entrepreneurship life. We appreciate having you, and we hope, hope good things for you in your future, knowing that they will manifest as they have now and they will beyond. Until next time, listeners, it's so good to be, have you with us and make sure that you check in with us. The new episode drops every Tuesday morning, 7.30 a.m. Take it easy. It's been another great time spent with you. Thanks for joining this episode of the Solopreneur Journey with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels, where we love being your ear candy. Let us hear from you by dropping a note at www.thesolopreneurjourney.net. Remember, you may be working on your single shingle enterprise, but you're not alone. See you next time when we push boundaries to build beyond just business.